Oh, life. Oh, life. Oh, life. What was that? Was that, was that Cher? Do-do-do-do-do. It do, do, do. wasn't Cher. It was one of those people. Um, Cher. Who was the one that was, was raining? Who was a black singer. April. Was, it, was it like Tony Braxton or something? I don't know. Isn't he a pickle? It's a, it's Branston. a woman. It's a woman. <laughs> it's a Tony Branston. Yeah. Tony Braxton. <laughs> Give me some cheese. Yeah. You probably ate pickle, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite did. a fan of that kind of stuff. Pickle do, and... Do you hate <laughs> your... I'll do <laughs> guess. <laughs> I like cheese and pickle. Yeah. But I, uh, only because an old lady gave me a cheese and pickle sandwich once. And I was like, all right. All right. Imagery. Well, this was free. Imagery. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And then from that gave birth to now I'll have a plowman's every now and then. We recorded. Uh, rolling. 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 Formatting. Rolling. Right, yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. So, how have you been? Good. Productive week. Good. Um, Button-up shirt, your slippers. I've been I've, I've been on site today. On site. So that's your that camouflage, is it? You've been hunting? You have to dress semi-informally. Yeah. <laughs> Only, please. I don't know what it is about working with people, but I always put on a shirt. I think I'm just, I've just been brainwashed to think this that's the way you This will hide my inadequacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he looks like a professional. He's wearing orange. He's not thinking about hating traffic lights or anything <laughs> like that. He's probably a quite a reasonable guy. Yeah. 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 yeah this fair. is definitely a camouflage for my own inag- ad- yeah, inadequacies. Inadequacies. Like talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just at the top of the key, um, if I can find it, I think we should uh, discuss this. It's a new one. Poor dog. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to wrap up from last week, uh, where we spoke way too much about God. Yeah. And we both, like, it was so impromptuly. One, it was birthed out of confrontation. Yeah. I was feeling very confrontational I, I that watched day. The first, I watched the first 20 minutes of that before you got here, and it was very <laughs> combative. There is a reason. It's an unjustified reason, but there is a reason. Right. This is something that I didn't really realise at the time. It was only like later that day I realised. Um, I've got a bit of stress in my life at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm. Is it because of God? Yeah. Dog? Because of dog, basically. Right. Um, uh, my dog's very happy and healthy and uh, very, very close to my dog. We spoke before about how much I embody hatred and anger and that that's part of the spectrum that I hate so much. But I love so much as well. So I'm very, very close to my dog. And um, yeah, I in five months, I'm going abroad for a work trip mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm already having like uh, emotional feelings about not being around my dog for two weeks. Like you having to leave your kid for the first time. Well, we've uh, that's something you said, because, yeah, it's strange, because it's not like a father-son, father-daughter relationship with the dog at all. It really is, like, uh, welded into your body. It's like a companion, like a true companion. Yeah. Like I and like a and d style companion. Like, you get hurt, I get hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, so it, it's not... <clears throat> I don't know what a, you know, child relationship is like, but this is very much a best friend around all the time kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, how I'm... Even how I'm going to just deal with not being around him for two weeks. It's just like, oh, it's just kind of a stressful thing. And, um, yeah, as I was going through that, I remembered one comment that you made about my dog, like, two weeks ago about something like, uh, I think about, uh, oh yeah, I had the, the TV licensing people come around my, around my house. Right. And you, you describe my dog as like, here's my black, dark, black nightmare of a dog. Oh, which, did I? Yeah, which is like, 
perfectly normal statement to make, but because I was having those feelings of like, oh, you know, I'm going to miss my dog and that. It's like, Steve called your dog a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was just bubbling along with the other stuff that was, the other concerns I was having. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to confront Steve today about the Big Bang. <laughs> you know what? Oh, the Big Bang's real. Is it Steve? Well, fuck you. It's not. My dog, great. Okay. <laughs> So it was, it was just... I like uh, your dog. Oh, yeah. But you, you called her a nightmare and she's very well behaved. She's a very good dog. Yes, she's very alpha, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't uh, a, a negative remark upon yourself. It was just, I think I've been trying to figure out and control that kind of concern. And like I've told both people about it. It's like, it's not that I'm worried like what's going to happen to my dog when I'm away. It's just I'm genuinely going to miss my dog. Yeah. So don't know how I'm going to be able to kind of cope with that, especially being abroad and being like, what's what's going to happen? So, yeah, I think there was a bit of that bubbled. And then you were the thing that I took it out on. <laughs> right. In that way. Okay. That I, makes sense. J- <laughs> and again, not because of anything you've done. Yeah. It was just a passing remark that was intended to be comedy that makes sense as comedy. <laughs> Because my dog's a house defense dog. Yeah. And any burglar would be terrified of my dog. Yeah. Easily. It makes sense. I'm not, it's not a criticism. She's huge. It's, it's God speaking, is <laughs> what we're talking about. Was that was God bubbling through. Right. But yeah, I, I think I figured out um, our conversation after going through it um, to sum it up and really. Little bow. Oh, to 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 bring it bring it up again. Yeah, but to 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 address it as opposed <laughs> to just leave it out there and then just there you go, pigs uh, <laughs> move on with that kind of thing. Oh. Pig fact. Um, so yeah, God. I think that we're saying the exact same thing. I think it was just like I said before, definitions were different. Yeah. So one of the examples I gave were one of them was if you're going to throw a rock at a bird, then. Only 5% of it is conscious calculations. The rest is body memory and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what I was trying to say was, if you want to hit the bird that you're throwing the rock at, you need to communicate to your subconscious in a different language because it doesn't, there's two different things going on. And if you communicate, if you, if you, if you, in your mind's eye, you can envision hitting it, your body will communicate more efficiently and you'll be more likely to hit it yeah yeah Yeah. they do always talk about visualization and really there's no there's no reason as to why that should work but it does but i think that it does work because it's you're communicating it to your subconscious and all that kinds going through yeah so a lot of um imagery associated with lots of different gods if the more imagery you try to envision within something outside of yourself the more you'll be able to communicate to other things that are going on in your body. Yeah. So like inspiration, for example, if you're looking if you're looking for inspiration, there's no conscious inspiration. There's no you think about something rationally and consciously, you come up with something and then your inspiration will be created. It's loads of different things coming together and having it. I'm not saying that's an exterior force that's giving you, you know, like a bowl of of inspiration, mm. but by in by imagining images outside of yourself, because you could say, why don't you believe in yourself? But yourself is limited. So if you believe in something greater, yeah, then you're that's I, I believe that's how you channel that kind of ninety five percent subconscious, all this other stuff that's yeah, going on. I suppose it could it could be a good way to kind of tune out your insecurities as well, because you're not maybe you're not putting faith in yourself. You're putting faith in something else. But even if you were to put something faith in yourself, you know that you are a limited person. 
Yeah. If you put your if you put faith in something greater, mm. then there's going to be more greater imagery. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like with kind of we were having two different conversations because of the two different definitions. Yeah. And I think that if you do believe in the God Muse then you will seek out muse and you will be able to envision and make sacrifices and perform rituals in order to summon that God in order to, and that's really, you're just trying to get in tune with your body. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going with that, but right. I was too much thinking about my do- what's my dog going to do while I'm abroad. Yeah. And so it all got modelled with throwing rocks at Jews, and which I was going to edit <laughs> out because I was always... Was- <laughs> it's like, well, that's bad, right? This is what editing's for. And I was like, yeah. no, no. No, be that's honest, not what this podcast like, is. Yeah, nobody's watching a flawed, <laughs> a flawed friendship and a flawed podcast. <laughs> it's in the world. Yeah. Can't can't pretend it was something else. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a good lively segment. Oh, it's sure than last time. Even... It was. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't an hour and a half long. Just felt like it was one of those things where, like, we had this. Uh, the last five episodes, I think, have been of a certain pace, and then last week we're like, "There's no news, nothing really happening." Let's read lists of Valentine's gifts. Yeah, and it was like, "Let's talk about God," and I felt like we address it and be like, "Ah, oh, we're just having a weird week." To be fair, like, given that we've d- done this, this is 176 times yep. now. This one is, we've never really broached God before. Which is a conversation between two people who are constantly waxing philosophical about nothing is some kind mm. of miracle. It is God. Is what you're <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I find it fascinating because I, I find the... Um, <laughs> I don't really know what I believe about anything. As I said, I don't really... I, I need to start harboring opinions. Yeah, well, that, not necessarily. I think it's one of those things that you should always be reevaluating. Oh, yeah. But I, the, but the thing that I find funniest is when people have a strong belief in in, in anything, like uh, Big Bang. Like but, uh, the reason I reacted to no for it was because it's kind of a global accepted scientific fact that happened. And it's still, could, it's still theory. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. But it's it's kind of a well held belief. Yeah. I don't believe in God because I believe in the Big Bang. Is kind of like a big example that's kind of. Compared. Yeah, but even then, those two, I, uh, I think anyone that says that is pretty stupid. There's no reason why one couldn't exist without the other. Well, there's no sound in space, Steve. I mean, <laughs> I've done that. We, we went over this. No, we're, t- we're talking about language again now. <laughs> no, we're talking about sound. And I guess you can't have sound <laughs> yeah, without you're language. You're taking the back, like, you can have an explosion. I'm taking the confrontational <laughs> position. I'm glad we're to revisiting try create, this energy. To try it's, and create it entertaining yeah, instead of, like, uh, you're right, it, it is. Giving me feelings of nostalgia. Yeah? Yeah, I, I missed last week. You do? No. No, you don't. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got to... But, yeah, trying to... Comp- uh, the re- and I find to confront those kind of well-held beliefs as funny anyway. Because, yeah, the thing I find funniest is when people have something that they... This is this is true. And I'm like, yeah. oh, why? Why do, yeah. why, is, why, why do you think that? I don't, I don't care. It's always- I'm just throwing that grenade in that room. Yeah. <laughs> It's always funny to argue with people who are certain. Yeah. Well, it, and it's just, uh, it, it's it's more their certainty that you're arguing with, right? Yeah. It's like, no, they believe in this because. You're like, but why because? Well, he said it. All right. And then why, why do you believe what they said? Mm. And just like, does it really matter? If you found out that the, the, if you individually found out that the Big Bang didn't happen, would you become a different person? Would you become blonde? 
You know, what would happen? Like, no, nothing would happen because that's a trivia, that's trivia to you. Yeah. To a, a Big Bang scientist, he just goes around smashing things all over the place. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> change their life. They don't do yeah. a lot of things. And new things, could, society could change, but you wouldn't change. So why is it very important to you to stick to that thing? Mm. So just agent of chaos, just, that's interesting. Just yeah. for, it's more interesting, to, and it's more interesting and entertaining to disagree than to agree. Yeah, I think, and I think that new things come out of confrontation. Mm. So why not be confrontational sometimes when you're missing your dog when the dog's still here? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I've well, like I, I've spent, um, I've spent. When when was it that I that I ditched the I I I said it a few weeks ago and you laughed. I think I think I I, I got rid of the Facebook app on my phone. Oh yeah, I'd and say I like two weeks or something. I haven't really been on it at all, but I've realised that one of the things that I missed is seeing like very kind of charged statements, like say something about global warming, and then seeing the one person underneath that's like global warming isn't real, and then like just kind of like going and fetching the popcorn and just like I'm just gonna sit oh, here, right. I'm just gonna read through all of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just want to. Just want to see what the yeah. world says. Yeah, about well, just this. just the just I I I I like I like reading other people's arguments. I never get involved, <laughs> really. Like I used you did to briefly. I while I, we were I used to. I used to, and it was like it it proved completely unfruitful. I think arguing on the internet now is stupid. I I, yeah. I don't think you get anywhere. Um, I th- I think like if we'd had that discussion about God anywhere but face to face, um. I think I I I don't th- I you, I don't think it would have gone well. Well, whenever I have those kind of debates online, I always give a nice couscous recipe at the end. You do. So you'd have like a whole list well, of new couscous to cook. You, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to round off every single weirdly politically phys- philosophically conversation online with. And if you want to enjoy this with a nice amount of sultana yeah. infused couscous, why not? <laughs> well, I, it's just we're meant to uh, we're meant to argue with with body language and with 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 facial expressions and things mm. like I, I think I think it's necessary. It's necessary, particularly like in something like last week where we know that we don't mean any ill will towards each other yeah, when yeah. we're talking about this stuff. But that's not as obvious when it's just like as a paragraph on Facebook. Well, people always say that about text, texting people. Yeah. You know, you get misinformation, you misinterpret things and you go like, yeah, because it's not, while it is a method of communication, it requires a back knowledge of the person's communication style yeah. in order to understand the text. Like, and I think it's probably even more so when you go online with strangers and they go, I've got no backstory yeah. for how this person speaks. You you know very well that like I, I can come across as quite cold and like a bit of an asshole when I'm mm. like in a message just because I'm, I'm very short and to the point and I don't tend to embellish much. Mm. Um, and like it's my my tone of voice doesn't really come across because I don't really try and put any tone of voice into it. Um, but like it's fine with you, but I talk like that to everybody, mm. and it can cause it can cause conflict. And for some reason, <laughs> I've just been like, I'm not going to change it. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Life's too short. They're they're an hour's drive away. Yeah, don't have to don't have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But there's. But the, then, likewise, with you, I'll never put a smiley face in a conversation. Don't. And I've started doing that a lot now, just to stop conflicts. <laughs> just I'll give talk someone a smiley how face. How I normally do, smiley face. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so yeah, good week, good four, five, yeah, six days, 
five days. Yeah, something however like. long it's been. Yeah, 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 positive steps forward in business and life and everything. God, Things, God, glad yeah. we cleared that up. <laughs> we put a bow on it. <laughs> Thought that was important. Yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things going well. Yeah, mm. you, you got your tartan. You got your shirt. You got your smile yet? You get that in the. I think you get that in the post once you kind of become a bit more. Oh, is that like getting a bus pass when you're 65? Yeah, just once you get enough tartan shirts, you get a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yours? Yeah, Yours yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. It was all right. Just uh, not much going on. Need to get back on the productivity train again. Mm. Been doing things here and there, but uh, and maintaining. But it's like, <clears throat> nah, I need to go out and just do more. Yeah, but yeah. Just been trying to sort other stuff out yeah but yeah got a message uh still want to pursue doing uh, another stand-up thing because mm. i think like that could be still be quite fun and got um a prom- uh, uh, been chatting with some people about that and it seems like it could be quite cool got the video from the blood and blister from the blood sacrifice oh really that was video that i did yeah yeah i didn't realize it got sent to me i was like oh okay cool gave it a watch yeah. like oh this was okay that's cool still it's, like a rough it's a first good thing to have yeah, yeah, but it's but it's, it's one of the again one of those things where it's like yeah no it's always good to because you audio record it which is you know easy but this is very different to see what you what you're doing when you're Your on body stage language and everything yeah yeah and my whole difference. thing is I need to figure my thing that's in my head is yeah I need to figure out the setup which is involved like everything when I go on stage I think that's mm. the big thing to figure out and then talking about stuff we've been doing this for a long time over three years now and a year for video pretty much in five days or something i saw that today oh is it yeah volcano valentine yeah 20 so one, one two four or one two the three. first one yeah yeah so yeah 52 fuck yeah year of video so yeah i think getting up and talking about stuff is fine it's just the how to present myself on stage yeah and my instinct is always to go to amateur dramatics violence because that's all <laughs> i ever did on amateur dramatics was just <laughs> It just express violence. Just, yeah, just maximum intensity. Yeah, but I need to figure out a way to turn that more. And that only comes with doing it more. So video it was quite cool. Yeah. But yeah, other mm. than that, yeah, just going to try and pursue that a little bit more, really. Mm. Try and do a bit more writing. I uh, I picked up the guitar again this week. Oh, yeah. Which I think is probably down to this podcast because we spent two weeks talking about why I'm not doing music. Like yeah. just mentioning And I was it like, don't let the radius yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's so. be trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> get, don't give up your dreams. Our, our <laughs> radius, you know, God's yeah. real. Big Bang didn't exist. Play your guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dying dog. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's one of those things where like, I'm not sure how best to approach it to stop me putting it down again. Um, <laughs> like, because it, it feels like an inevitability of everything that I've, everything that I try to do that I'm not, like that isn't like an active part of my life, like video stuff. Mm. Like I, t- I tend to do for a bit and then put down and guitar has been one of those ones that I've done like that for like 15 years. Yeah. And it just stops you getting any further. And I don't know if it's cause I'm hitting walls. If cause like, I feel, I feel like I'm not like, um, like identifying my weaknesses properly. So I can, so I can put together like a proper kind of practice routine that will break me through them. Maybe so. I I, th- I think that I th- I think I'd need to kind of self-analyze on it, like film yeah. myself practicing and figure out what I need to. I think something I that um, both you and I do, but I think that you do more, is that I think you do things out of a sense of this is what I should be doing. Mm. I should be playing guitar more. 
And then you pick up guitar and you play and you'd be like, I should be doing this. I'm enjoying doing this and yeah. I should be doing this. But then there'll come a time where you'd be like, I don't, you know, I didn't go anywhere with it. I just kind of did it for a bit and dropped it again. Yeah. So I think that's, and that's indirectly, I think what I was trying to address with, if it's an hour's drive away, then that becomes a point of, con- a point of, you know, uh, prevention. Yeah. Just be like, just figure out what it is you actually want to do with guitar. Yeah. If you want to play lead guitar in a band, then be like, no. let's see if we can do that. Yeah. If you want to play, you know, busk, if you want to go busking, something we've both said we want to do. Mm. If you want to go do that, you've done all the prep for it. I think you bought a binder, you put pages bi- in that binder <laughs> and then you were like, well, I'm just not going to go busking now. Yeah. No, so I never did it. It's just, and I think, and that's the, um, and that's not, oh, I'm not going to do it. Therefore, I don't actually want to do it. No, 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 that's, that's not. the procrastination of just yeah. like, I'm, as soon as I do it, it's real and I have to do it. Yeah. I can't say no to it. So yeah, it's just a case of sitting down and being like, look, I'm going to spend X amount of time on this right now. What am I going to do to make it most efficient? Am I just going to, you know, plodle and think that I've done a lot of um, work on it or am mm-hmm. I actually going to figure out, no, I want to do this focus on it and be like, yep, do this, this. And then this Saturday, I'm going to go here and just play some music. Yeah. Or is it going to be something else? You know, it's just, it, it's instead of doing it because you feel you ought to, mm. it's being like, yes, I feel I ought to. The next step is how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Where do I want to be? And then how do I get there? Rather than just, I'll maintain mm. is what I, I found myself doing anyway. Cause I think, yeah, I think we both kind of yeah. do that. Cause you, you picked it up again a while ago, yeah didn't you yeah 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 I, and but i've always like i've always kind of picked up at least once a week yeah just because it helps with the demons yeah so just have, have a yeah bit of a whereas i'll go that. like long swathes of like i haven't actually picked it up for like six months like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing where it's like and it's not like um like a like a conscious thing it's like suddenly one day you're just like oh i haven't played in ages yeah like it's yeah it's and just, that's just self-management thing. isn't it yeah just being like yeah, do I want to do this and what should I do with it? As opposed to, I'll just have a plink plonk for a bit for a couple of weeks and then see how it goes. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just figure out what you want to do with it. Mm. So I had the same thing with something. It's rattling around in my mind. But yeah, just the same with the podcast. This was like something that when we both started it, we were like, it's probably just going to be a, we'll play around with it for a little bit. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. But because we both had visions for it, and then we both had moments where it's like, actually, let's start doing video now. And then mm. actually, let's go to a convention. It's being like, yeah, that's the next step to take it. Yeah. And then it becomes, this is manageable now. This is easy to do. Yeah. It's just, how does it, how do you go about continuing to do it? Yeah. So yeah, I think just figure out what it is you actually want to do. Mm. And envision the gods <laughs> to, uh, to help you get there. Yeah. Gods. Good old, good old God. Good, good bow. Good bow. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I did start making a segment because there's two related news articles here that I couldn't quite find the right theme for it. So any any advice, um, throw it in. A woman who tried to open a passenger plane door mid-flight, prompting two fighter jets to be scrambled, has been jailed for two years. Scrambled? Yeah, like emergency scrambled as in they've radioed the RAF. RAF have panicked. Emergency got into fighter jets yeah. and taken off to intercept. You scramble fighter jets. Is the oh, okay. They what didn't were they going to do? Well, they're going to shoot down the plane if it, uh, you know, if it starts veering towards a city or something. 
Or shoot closed this door that she's trying so to She open. was trying... <laughs> <laughs> like a trick shot. Yeah. Fire, a, fire the door missile. Yeah. With a, <laughs> with just open the window, lean out. Like, just proper Team America move. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she just got up and decided to try and open up the... Um, the door. <laughs> She's trying to open the door. Quick, kill everybody. <laughs> Shoot it down! <laughs> but yeah, then just fighter jets just appeared. Or is it like inside. they appear and then a guy climbs out of the fighter jet with a megaphone like you're talking down her. Yeah. yeah. And we've discussed this before because um, we've had tales of people, in quotes, falling out of planes. Yeah. Where they've opened the door and jumped out or something or the doors already be open. And we did say that uh, it, it was impossible for her to open the door. One, because of safety measures, but two, the speed that the plane's going at and the weight of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't humanly... No. And maybe someone really strong can do it, but I feel like there'd be safety measures anyway. Mm. It's probably one of those weird, you know, on that submarines, like that that old, old 1980s car, put the window down, (laughs) but like a driving wheel, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably one of those. (laughs) Can't do that. Right. Uh, Chloe Haynes, 26, from High Wycombe, also scratched a member of crew as she lunged at the door shouting, I'm going to kill you all. High Wycombe. High Wycombe. Or High Wycombe. Can't remember. All right. It's London, I think. Yeah. High Wycombe. She's going to kill everybody? She said, she's going to kill you all. Two RAF jets rushed to escort the plane to Stansted Airport, causing a sonic boom across Essex. <laughs> <laughs> um, she admitted two charges and was sentenced at uh, a crown court she pleaded guilty to endangering the safety of the plane and assault by beating i mean she scratched she didn't beat yeah but you got to put things, them in but i suppose you can't something. create a separate law for every little thing can nails no. yeah um happened with 206 people aboard heading to dalaman in turkey she said she blacked out and didn't really remember what happened ah uh, she's drugged she mixed alcohol and medication right adderall or something a lot of people take drugs on planes to like yeah, to down. chill out, Yeah, I guess. Um, and yeah, it was impossible to open the door, but the people on the plane didn't necessarily know that. So it would have caused a lot of uh, panic. And apparently the RAF jets were sent in error by mistake. So I guess there's a button That's on a plane. That's an expensive mistake. <laughs> it gives the RAF something to do. You know <laughs> what I mean, go out, fry a plane, scramble a plane. Yeah. Get out go there. shoot down a passenger plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> and in other news, related, but with a more of a Stoke on Trent vibe, because it was from the Stoke <laughs> Sentinel, a drunken yob who caused a plane to be diverted after he began eating his mobile phone <laughs> is set to be jailed after admitting endangering an aircraft. What? Why are you gonna get in jail in <laughs> What's gonna happen? <laughs> What's going to happen? Why have you got to jail him for that? Well, apparently, I, don't, I haven't understood this, but when he was eating he it... He wasn't eating the plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you saw someone eat an electronic, you'd have to assume that maybe something bad was going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just for security reasons. If somebody was like... <laughs> that man's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> He's triggered himself. <laughs> um, yeah, but apparently when he was eating his phone, I think the lead battery or something fell on the seat and started smoking. Right, yeah. Well, if they, if, if no the idea. seal's broken. If you eat half a battery, yeah. it then fire. It's You it, spit it's, out a fireball. Batteries are weird, man. So like, yeah. if, it's like they're very, so I think they're sort of very well insulated on the inside, but if, if the contents of one layer make contact with the contents of another, then Big it's bang. almost like it short circuits and it, yeah. it causes 
fire and it's really difficult to put out like a lot of, with like lithium batteries and stuff which is the stuff in cameras and yeah, yeah. phones and everything they put like, it in a glass or a cup of water you just have to yeah you just have yeah. to most of the time you just have to wait for it to finish burning yeah <laughs> yeah just had to land the plane so i guess on a plane that's yeah okay land endangering the Something's plane on, but it's on fire yeah. So it was like, so if he if it was one of those old Nokia's and he'd just taken the battery out and then eaten his phone, I think he'd have been fine. It could have been more civil. Yeah. Could have been more respectful. Yeah. Of yeah. Everyone on the plane. It's a, I mean, it's 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 a statement about airline food. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather eat the Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd rather eat my contract. Matthew Flaherty, forty-four, from Middlewich in Cheshire, which is oh. where I had the the blood sacrifice. He's uh, only like a few te- people around there. Yeah. yeah, he's like 15, 20 minutes away. Yeah, it's like the next exit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it was on board flight from Manchester to Iceland um, when he pulled a bottle of gin from a bag and began swinging, swigging from it as well. The property conveyancer then shouted and swore at cabin crew and threatened to kill them during a mid-air rant. He was warned uh, to sit down and behave himself. Behave yourself. Uh, but he ignored them, pulled out his phone and began eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll behave myself. <laughs> yeah, as the phone battery fell onto a seat and began to smoke and smolder, the plane crew rushed over, placed the battery into a glass of water. Um, they then told the crew manager on the flight, told Edinburgh Sheriff Court they were very intimidated by an out by his outburst. He's eating a phone. Yeah, I'd say you'd be a bit concerned about what was going on, um, and was worried that they uh, he would start causing physical harm. Then he tried to chat up a woman passenger who ignored him. So Flaherty began shouting and swearing at her, telling her to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You come here often. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) And then he said he was going to kill her whole family. Cabin crew attempted to calm the situation, but he told them, I'm going to kill you if you don't shut up. So they described themselves as quite shaken by his behaviour, and none of the staff said they had dealt with anything as extreme previously. Don't you think... He set the standard. Yeah. Eating a phone. Threatening to kill multiple people's family from the air. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a weird... It's a weird thing how, like... The potential for chaos if all the passengers decided to join forces and overthrow the cabin crew and stuff on a plane. Like, it's possible. Because... And, and there's, there's no preventative measures on a plane. Like, I think every plane should have, like, emergency chloroform. Or something to take out people like that because the staff aren't trained in it and they don't have security on most flights. Well, they've got like short haul flights and stuff. Well, they've all got the they can lock the cockpit now, so no yeah. one can get into the cockpit. Yeah. So I think that's probably the best you can do. If you start bringing weapons and poisons onto the plane to deal with the passengers, maybe they'll be able to be used on the staff. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I, th- I think they I think be- they used to have guns on planes. I don't know whether some- they still do. I wouldn't fire a gun on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you'd have special types. You know, you'd have like tasers. And, yeah, uh, it'll and go through like your that. head, but it won't go through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel safe. Yeah, wasn't there a whole thing in the eighties? Rubber bullets, of, I suppose. The eighties had like uh, random superheroes going on the planes. Air marshals. Oh right. They just have a random, at least from the movies. Just there, there will be an air. I can't remember what they were called. I just said it. An air marshal. There'd be an air marshal on every plane. Yeah. There'd just be one secret service guard. Yeah. Looking for what con- like temp work. I don't think. Do you want to go to Iceland? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Will you pay me if you bring your gun? I don't think okay. they can afford to staff it now. Like, I don't think you could have someone like a highly trained security personnel on every single flight. 
No. I don't think it's possible. But, they've, you know, they, they can cut off the cockpit. I think yeah. that's important enough. Yeah, Land but the if, the, if your else. cabin crew are all outside and the and the all the like all the passengers are like, look, we're going to kill all the cabin crew unless you open the cockpit, they'd probably open the cockpit. Not anymore, I don't think. Oh, they're just because of nine eleven cabin crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh. This is the risk they've this signed is, on this to is take. Protocol. Sorry, Sandra. Yeah, well, it's like you know, Sandra getting <laughs> ripped apart. <laughs> What's well, the whole? Do you want to kill just thousands of people? Eating her phone out of sheer despair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I eat her, I can send a signal to just eat. Yeah, just eat will save me <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. He was also mixing alcohol with painkillers. Yeah, um, so, so it's another. It's just it's so weird thing. when you put weird chemicals in your body. I guess. Yeah. Because yeah, what what was the? Is it night? Not nitol. I think Adderall and something, a lot of antidepressants, I think, when mixed with alcohol. Yeah, anything, make people, anything something to help you sleep. Sleeping pills and called. stuff. It is. No, Adderall is the... Like Roseanne was the big one for it. It's just blackout. Yeah. Ad- Adderall's the ADHD one, isn't it? Mm. Um, she was on that as well. But yeah, she was. there was some kind of sleeping pill that was causing a lot of problems with a lot of, you know, yeah. people's social media. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. on to happier news. The coronavirus. Oh, oh. You know. Excellent. Um, I don't know whether I like or I hate this guy, but we'll see. A Chinese marathon runner under lockdown for the coronavirus outbreak has kept his spirits up by running 31 miles in his living room. <laughs> so just running around his living room table. Oh, my God. For 31 miles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You, it's healthy. You're, you're looking to keep yourself sane. You've probably been under lockdown for a number of days. Has he got coronavirus? No, but he's under... Well, you, you don't know. But he's, he's just under lockdown. He right, can't go okay. outside because it's contagious. It's a potential that you're very ill. So <laughs> don't run 30 miles. <laughs> it raises your immune system, but it also kind of lowers your immune system. Yeah. So you've got to get the timings right. Yeah. And we need to know that if you collapse, it's because of the virus. <laughs> not because you ran not that marathon. Not because you ran around your table two and a half thousand times. Yeah, I just hope it becomes a symptom of the coronavirus. So yeah. Just run a marathon. And like, oh, <laughs> quarantine that. <laughs> Pan Shanku uh, from the city of Hangzhou completed 6,250 laps of track, consisting of two large tables set up inside his apartment. Oh my God. He said he couldn't bear sitting down anymore, and he and many other people across China have been confined to their homes for weeks makes sense understandable but uh yeah just you know you can always run a marathon if you're under quarantine yeah i often wonder how much that would bother me like, like being the house arrest kind of thing being confined to your house like i don't like th- th- there have been times like when i if if when i've been off work mm. where like i've just thought one day and i've just been like i haven't left the house in four days like because I haven't needed to. We've got food. Like, I haven't got any plans to go out. I've got work to do. Yeah, it's the difference between being prevented from going out. Yeah, going out. I guess. Like, when, I don't know if you do, I'm but still whenever, free I, to leave. whenever I get an injury, I'm always like, I always make a mental note to appreciate not having that injury later on. Yeah. You know, like, say you've got a paper cut and it's hurting. It's like, in a week's time, yeah, I'm going to touch it and be like, it's fine. Now. Yeah. I'm going to appreciate that. Yeah, I always have that. And like, if you're sick and you can't go out, you're like, oh, I'd like to. Yeah. And then you're well again. You're like, I'm not going outside. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's having that freedom, I guess. I wouldn't like to be under house arrest. No. I'm not Um, saying I'd like it. I just don't think it'd be as bad. It depends how long, I guess. Wouldn't be as bad as going to prison. A week could be doable. Yeah. Well, prison's interesting. You meet new people. Meet new people. And I always thought it'd be quite good because you get 
to you, th- there's no reason not to work out. Like there's no reason not to improve yourself in that environment because what else are you going to do? Under threat of violence and stuff, what a better time to hang around yeah. all the heavy weights? Well, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah. you've, you, you, in a nutshell, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing else to do. Like there's there's the, you don't have any like oh I should I should really get this done like because mm. you can't because you're in prison. Well, was it Korea that had that? prison holiday scheme we covered ages ages oh yeah 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 where you you go to prison experience prison yeah and the big thing was like all your phone gets taken off of you and your meals are yeah ready made it's a really really clever way of tricking people to be imprisoned (laughs) it's a really clever way to (laughs) instigate the coronavirus concentration camp (laughs) lock the gates yeah Yeah, that's mainly the news for this week we've got some stuff uh, from the audience Um, apparently they just wanted to let us know racism.com is available for purchase. Oh, is it? Not about our podcast, just in case we wanted something a bit more rebranding because it was quite easy to market racism.com. I think you probably get a lot of traffic. I bet it's expensive. It's £133,873. I'll sell my house. <laughs> Let's do it. Sell Fix the house for a website. Business opportunity. We're moving back in with We're the We're moving folks. into racism.com. <laughs> yeah. Back in with the parents, but think of the traffic. <laughs> yeah, we'll get so many Squarespace adverts. <laughs> so many hits. <laughs> that was all that was. was one was, um, I think we covered this, but I can't remember. Terrorist group Al-Shabaab has banned single-use plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember covering this. Something about it is ringing bells, but we'll go through it a little bit. The, the Somali militant Islamist group, which has links to Al-Qaeda, has had a long interest in environmental issues. <laughs> it made the official announcement on Radio Andalus, which is operated by Al-Shabaab. Jubaland regional leader Mohammed Ab- Abu Abdullah said the group had come to decision due to the serious threat posted by plastic bags to both humans and livestock. Yeah, never mind bombs, guns, <laughs> shrapnel. Well, they did add that the pollution caused by plastic was damaging to the environment. <laughs> As opposed to the, <laughs> the pollution caused by, like, C5. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced that they've banned the logging of rare trees. Don't log those, <laughs> those rare trees. Um, details of how the eco-friendly bans would be enforced were not shared with listeners. <laughs> I imagine quite strictly. You'd imagine. I mean, I did a little bit of digging. Uh, they were responsible for a deadly terror attack at the Westgate shopping mall, which killed 67 people uh, in 2013. And last October, twin bombings by the terror group in Mogadishu killed more than 500. So it's like, it's they. I think they are definitely a terrorist group. Mm. Um, but they're also... All about that bag for life. So, well, you know, we've God. only got one planet. Yeah. <laughs> one planet. Plenty of Low us. the population, but, yeah. you know, in, don't, don't, don't log those trees. Yeah, they're, 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 they're double eco-friendly. Like, yeah. Do you realise how much pollution one person causes? Yeah. A lot. They say the most eco-friendly thing less. you can do is not have kids. So, like, <laughs> so just, yeah, killing people is eco-friendly. Why not? It's yeah. one way to solve it. Instead of inventing yeah. something new, just delete the old. Yeah. I guess <laughs> they and stopped at bags. We're taking it further. <laughs> yeah, trees and heads. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, a police robot told a woman to go away after she tried to report a violent brawl breaking out nearby. Go away. <laughs> so this was like a police robot just on wheels, like an R two D two kind of thing, going around a park. Yeah. To patrol, and um, yeah, a woman came up to report a brawl. And it just didn't want to know. <laughs> she kept pressing the button 
And then she like thought maybe it needs to see my face in the camera. So she stood in front of it. <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, told to go away. And then uh, when she got out of the way, it went off and while singing a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful morning. I can, I, I'm totally behind the future. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I, I, apart from, you know, the tragedy of the brawl and people getting injured and killed yeah. or maybe whatever. It's just nice to know that I just like that. <laughs> I like that being how society is, uh, yeah. is policed. Yeah. Just like, it might just be in a bad mood and not Still work got that police day. that don't give a fuck, even when <laughs> we made them. Yeah, doing their jobs work. Yeah. Oh, all right, but get out of the way, I'm busy. Designed to not give a fuck. <laughs> as it goes away uh, Kogo Guabara uh, rushed over to a motorised police officer and pushed its emergency alert button on seeing the brawl break out in Salt Lake Park, Los Angeles last month but instead of offering assistance the egg-shaped robot whose official name is HP Robocop Heinz have got their fingers in everything <laughs> HP Brown Sauce, HP Robocop has it got a squeezy bottom yeah. Bob Brown <laughs> uh, Bob Brown <laughs> Barked at Guabara to step out of the way. Yeah. But <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, started uh, seeing. Oh, and uh, paused periodically during its song to say, please keep the park clean. <laughs> <laughs> Massive brawl happening behind it. Find a robot that gives less of a fuck. <laughs> keep the park clean. Da 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 da. <laughs> keep the park clean. Ah! <laughs> Loads of fucking terror happening behind it. <laughs> So yeah, that's me and uh, the audience this week. Oh, decent. No right. worries. So it's just a quick one from me. Steve's collection of useless meanderings. Scum. Just a few small ones this week. Peter oh, yeah. Lemon uh, won the Medal of Honor when he single-handedly fought off two waves of Viet Cong while he was stoned off his box. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember something similar, but I don't remember them <laughs> him being stoned. Yeah, like makes you more aware. Absolutely blasted on weed. And yeah, yeah, I think I think maybe it's a focus thing, but mm. I'd understand that for a sniper, maybe. But for when you've got to be like fully like if it's armed combat and there's waves and waves coming at you, like I'm well, not sure I'd be better stoned in that situation. Well, it's a somewhat controversial thing to say, but I believe in some cases you can be a much better driver when you're stoned, and I'd argue that driving when stoned um, could be. Parallel to fighting off waves of Viet Cong. No, <laughs> in terms tried. of intensity. Never tried either. Yeah, I've heard that, uh, yeah, it's quite, uh, it, it affects you in a positive way. Yeah. Obviously, it's a drug that will is unpredictable, so you shouldn't do mm. it. Yeah. But some people I know have reported it being uh, much, much more laser focused in on something everything. To yeah, something to focus you in. Yeah, yeah. I do I do get that. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure I, I... I guess it's that thing as well of like, if you're drunk and then adrenaline spikes. Yeah. I mean, you know, we came across that couple on fire and I was, I drank up like half oh. a bottle or a bottle of Jägermeister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was, pr- I wasn't sober, but I was more sober after, you know, going to the wreckage and that. And adrenaline people. maybe does that, doesn't it? Does, does it, something. Does it clear your head a bit or does it just focus you in? I don't think it would do anything if you were paralytic, but I don't think you'd get an adrenaline spike. You'd still have the alcohol levels in your bloodstream. Yeah. But there'd be, maybe it thins, I don't know, you do feel a little less drunk. Yeah. Even though I was very aware that I was still drunk. Yeah. Um, But I was just, there was more effort to be coherent Mm. and to do stuff. So I guess, but two waves feels like that's probably like a half an hour thing. Yeah. Just to an hour of constant yeah. You know. 
<laughs> Wait until he stops inhaling. Yeah. <laughs> then we may have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in the 1920s, a man convinced his wife to pull out all of her teeth and then refused to buy her dentures because it was cheaper to feed her soup than solid food. Um, the wife <laughs> took him to court and the man was told to get her two new sets of teeth uh, and at least one beefsteak per week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird manifestation of love. Yeah, pull out all your teeth. That's soup. Soup, <laughs> soup forever. It's agreeing to having all your teeth pulled out. Yeah. Subservient people, I guess. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, relationships create weird dynamics. Yeah. It doesn't. It didn't give any details of the relationship. Maybe it was an abusive relationship. I don't know. Maybe. And, and, then, and I think that kind of thing was much more accepted back then as well. Like it was, it was like openly accepted teeth. to kind of hit your wife in the street. Like yeah. that's fine. Yep. Well, I, yeah, I'm still fast. I don't know. Obviously, there's a strong belief that it was. I wonder how mm. they how they categorize it, though. How do you store that data? I guess films had it a lot more in. Was that Take Me to the Moon? Yeah, I th- well, I you think know, they... Was, and I, the I, fact that people watched it and didn't complain, that's evidence, isn't it? I, that's just, I think people would find old, old films kind of shocking now. I just don't think our generation really watches them. Like, like mm. sort of like noir films from like the 30s, 40s, 50s. Like... But it was commonplace in films for, for men to hit women for a long time. And it was never seen as outrageous. It yeah. was a th- It was because um, women were irrational and they would get flustered and you hit them to kind of get them back into reality. That's the, mm. that's how it was always presented. Mm. Um, and that... Yeah, if, hysterical. And yeah. The plane. other side of it is that in, 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 those, in, in those movies, like if a woman was being a bitch, it was fine to hit her. Um, which like... I, I, I have a problem with it in that I don't think you should hit a woman, but the philosophy behind it, I've got no problem with. If anyone's being a twat, then... <laughs> Just hit them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I am not not they deserve it, but yeah. like they, they have to expect some kind of retaliation from being a twat. Yeah, some kind of social... I mean, there's times where I think everybody um, in exceptional circumstances can do with being slapped in the face. Whether uh, yeah, they know at the same time, like... You know? It's one of those weird things where it's like I I never I never endorse violence. I I'm I'm never like it's it's okay to hit that person. I think when these people are like, well, even if it's a Nazi, it's like yeah, yeah, and unless it's an army of actual Nazis and you've been told to fight them off or whatever, mm. then yeah, even if someone in the street is being a Nazi, however you define that, no, you don't have a right to hit them. Yeah, yeah. I guess what you're saying is just if, if there, 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 there is a point regardless of gender or sex that like, uh, yeah, if someone's being physically or, or verbally abusive to you, yeah. there is a line where yeah. you, well, my, it is understandable, maybe not legal, but that's it's understandable thing, like my thing to is, physically. Yeah. My, my thing is that it's not, I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's right. Mm. But if you're going to be a twat, you have to expect it because not everybody has the same has has the same kind of standpoint as I've got. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to assume the that the worst people are around. Yeah. So if you're a dick, you might encounter a dick. So yeah. you need to expect that, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's weird how well it's it's a whole complex thing, but it, it as in the whole history of domestic violence, I guess. Because it's a tale of many different stories. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely still it's yeah, it's a really interesting thing to think about and go uh, 
how could society have worked if it was as present as it was in those films? Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know of anybody who knows of anybody who's in an abusive relationship and isn't upset by it. Yeah. Can you imagine there's someone who's like, oh, no, yeah, that's fine. That was the weird thing. It was never... They they still made... Whereas, like, of, say, right to the moon or whatever, mm. that record, and like, when, she, when he punched his wife, I think it was, <laughs> like, the audience erupted in applause. All right. You're like, that's... That's weird. That ha- the world must have been so different back then. Yeah. And while you can, you know, you can't say that that doesn't still happen today, there are still people in domestic abusive relationships. Yeah. But the way that society views it now is different. Yeah. So I'd just be fascinated to see how it would work before. Everyone running around at that time, all the generations were in world wars, just going around with PTSD and yeah. fucking nightmares every night and yeah. <laughs> being bombed. Kids growing up watching their postman explode. You know, <laughs> just, everyone's just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And then meanwhile, this is, yeah, this is, well, this is on telly. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make sense of the world. Yeah. That was an iconic thing in a film was, um, yeah, a postman exploding. I can't remember what film. It was one of those <laughs> World War Two films. Yeah, it was when the Nazis went from the V1 to the V2 rocket because the V1 had the whistle. Oh. Because that's, you, you knew. Yeah. And no, I think it was if you heard the whistle, you felt safe because you weren't underneath it. Something like that. Oh, right. But you knew there was a big bomb coming in and then the V2 had no big bomb. And then the film, that was when a postman went to, oh, I forgot to put that letter through the door. It goes back and booms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that person trying to make a sitcom. Yeah. I imagine we'd have a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of strange ideas. Yeah. 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 And right then the, the moon, guy dies. Mean? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's coming up with all these crazy nightmare visions. Yeah. They still put like the laugh track, the studio audience underneath it, but it's yeah. just dead silence the whole way through. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, it's a whole generation thing. And then yeah. their kids are a little bit less weird. Yeah. But still yeah. weird. But it was, yeah, it, it was fully accepted. Like, it's it's like, it, it's kind of... Um, yeah, it must have been, right? Because it was on television and people applauded it. Yeah. It was at least accepted in some way. Yeah. While there might not have any physical proof, I think that's proof enough. Mm. If people are applauding it on television. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Ah, oh, well, things change. Yeah. Um, the... How do I pronounce this name? The 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 Dorobo. Dorobo? I'll go with Dorobo. The Dorobo tribe of Kenya feed themselves by approaching lions with a fresh kill, uh, cutting off chunks of the meat for themselves and leaving again. Uh, apparently the lions are usually so weirded out by the nonchalant <laughs> approach that they wander off questioning their place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> this did you did you order any any takeaway? Did you what's good? <laughs> I didn't order it. Have you got? Have you got your wallet? I have, I have money. I so it's like that they've they've gone out and hunted a zebra. And yeah, this yeah. tribe of people just wander up and like, oh, some of that, <laughs> like like shaving off a bit of a kebab, right? And yeah. walking off. No, yes, I've seen that happen. And the, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the lions just like, like run away. Yeah, and it's very important of your body like This was in like Planet Earth or something, was it? Yeah, and yeah, it, they had to train them. You know, the train train others to do it. It's very important about your body language, how you approach them. Because if you approach them with confidence, they yeah. would feel like something's going to happen you and can't run away. Be cautious. Yeah. You have to. 
they if you've reacted aggressive, then they become defensive. Right. But if you just go up there with utter confidence, just do, 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 yeah, do. and then just walk away. <laughs> like, yeah, it works. It seems strange. <laughs> Who have you ever ordered like a takeaway with a group of people, but not the entire group of people? <laughs> and then someone comes over. I did that. As a, I've got, it's a weird memory. The, that weird. Bill Burr in the shower moment when yeah. just a random memory pops into your head. You go, Ugh. <laughs> I remember we were like rehearsing for a play at school or something. And afterwards, and like half the people ordered a pizza. And I just came over and thought it was for everyone. So I grabbed a slice. Oh. And they're like, did you pay for it? I was like, yeah. Trying to be confident like those Kenyans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you did, mate. It's like, no, nah, you're right. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of guess what happened. Yeah. But like... How do you evolve to do that? There's one guy in that tribe. Like, the whole tribe was hunting for, like, thousands of years. And then there's one guy that's like, oh, I've got a better idea. Just didn't give a fuck anymore. Just so hungry. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go and take it. Yeah. But, like, there's, I, th- I think there's a series of... There's a, there's a series that he's gone through, like, of, of just training. And, like, he's just getting battered every single day by these lions. <laughs> it's like... I've gone up trying being bashful. <laughs> bashful didn't work. Yeah. Sleepy. Coy. Went up I'll being... Coy. Being doc. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing as those, um, this was a whole, um, what, what this was the denial of, I think this was an argument about God actually at university. It was a, an argument presented for it. It yeah. was, um, there's so like, why do, um, there's a certain bird that leads bears to hive, beehives. To, yeah, to honey, yeah. Yeah, and the, my lecturer was presenting it as being like, how how on earth did that happen if not by divine design? Right, okay. And it's like, well, one day a bear followed a bird and got some honey. <laughs> yeah. And the, 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 the bear always leaves some honey is how they describe it. But yeah. the bears aren't the most surgical of... No, you know, well, the birds go in, <laughs> they, 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 they go to the floor and eat the scraps. Yeah, or there's so, like bits on the sides, all that kind yeah, of stuff. So, and and, and birds aren't dumb. Like a lot of birds are very clever. Yeah. So they'll they'll go and see scraps and at some point they'll have been like bears during the eating thing and then they'll see, okay, that's where the scraps come from. Mm. And then when they see a bear, they're like, hey, exactly. there's there's bees over here. Yeah. Like, but how did that bear learn to trust that bird? You know what I mean? Well, that was the whole thing about like, a stupid things like, oh, isn't it a miracle? It's like, no, it's not a miracle. That's why it took thousands of years yeah. to get to that point. That bear envisioned muse. Yeah. And it didn't muse just happen one day. Like it, t- there were thousands well, of iterations of like birds getting eaten and, and, yeah. and like bears falling into chasms and like all <laughs> kinds of stupid things that happened along the way before they finally got to that point. Yeah. And the other one was there's certain birds that clean the teeth of alligators. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other example they gave. Yeah. And, was like, and pilot fish. It doesn't make logical sense to make that decision. Around. But you go, yeah, but we all do ridiculous rituals. Yeah. For that, you know, eventually turn into something that we believe to be common sense. Yeah. The you alligators don't, like, you appreciate don't look at, the teeth cleaning. Let's say you came, like, you, you don't look at like a, I don't know, anything, a guitar mm. and be like, oh, see, like it's so intricate and and well designed and everything. Like it has to, like no, it went through a couple of thousand years of different string instruments, and then you finally got to this point. Like it started with a stick with a bit of string attached to it. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I, I don't, it's a stupid argument. Um. Anyway, 
Yeah. Uh, in 2009, after attending a police explorer after school program, uh, a 14-year-old boy showed up at a Chicago police station in uniform and worked a five-hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up a police radio and a ticket book and then rode with an officer for several hours before the officer realised that he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> No one introduced them. You just, I guess you're my yeah. partner for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Bill? Yep. He's <laughs> putting caps just in his gun. Blend in. I just don't, a, I don't want to kill anyone today. Give him a Yeah. Police whistles a kazoo. Proactive. I think he got, like, he, he got, not arrested, but he got fined. Like I get well, impersonating a police officer. A police officer. He, d- he didn't do anyone any harm, but yeah. he's just like, hey, he's a fourteen-year-old kid that wants to be a cop. The reason that he was able to ride around with you for so long is because he paid minute attention and learned all the rules. Well, you, yeah, you put him in the car, you gave him a gun, <laughs> and you sent him out to catch criminal. I mean, yeah. he didn't steal a car. I'm assuming like, no, just, he wasn't driving. Someone took him into into their yeah. car and took them out. He yeah. just he just got in. It's like, hey, where are we going? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am policeman. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally. Uh, in 1883, gifts were distributed after a show in the foyer of the Victoria Hall in Sunderland. Um, as 1,100 children surged downstairs, they neglected to tell them that the doors had been bolted shut for the performance. Uh, those in front were crushed by those behind them, and 183 children died. <laughs> this is that um, Manchester, was it Manchester United thing all over again? Oh, right. yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, I can't, can't yeah. remember what it's called. Well, I mean, the, the, yeah, uh, I think it was Manchester United. It was Sheffield, wasn't it? It was in Sheffield where that happened. Where the, Anf- no, that's Anfield. Liverpool. That's Liverpool. I think it's it a similar Anfield. thing. Like yeah. Anfield and the, 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 the something in, in Liverpool collapsed. Was it Liverpool supporters at in Sheffield? I don't know. I can't remember. Loads some, of people some died. Stadium. Yeah. Because they um, just let pe- more people in than they should have. Yeah. And this time they did it with, I don't know, it's Club 7 of 1883. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Just, yeah, they were like, hey, kids, there's, there's a gift for all of you in the foyer <laughs> after the show. And they all just rushed downstairs and they didn't open the doors. <laughs> <laughs> the Merry gift Christmas. Of, of less time. Yeah. You don't have to worry about Christmas now. Yeah. Yeah, like so, one hundred and eleven hundred people, one hundred and eighty-three died. So it's like one in one in like ten. Ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ten no. percent of you. One percent. Uh, like ninety percent of you will be getting a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we strategically didn't place ten percent of you. Your parents will be getting a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> in that they don't have to buy any Christmas gifts. Yeah, and that they don't have to come pick you up. <laughs> the, the ambulance will take you yeah. to the coroner or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, it went pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. me this week. Yeah, all good, all good. Mm. Bit uh, more upbeat this week. Yeah, less combative, paced. more. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's what. I th- yeah, I think that's uh, it's how <laughs> it's how I productively or unproductively, however you look at it, deal with a lot of my stuff. Which why I think I have a lot of a thought about subconscious things is. Uh, yeah, I think most of life is trying to figure out what your subconscious is telling you. Yeah. And try and see where that bubbles up and then you react. And then, yeah, I think I got home and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that that was on my mind at the time. Mm. That could explain this, that could explain that. Okay, that's now organised. Yeah. And then I now understand it. So now it's not something that's angry about anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I think I'm good with anger is because, again, that could be described as a form of anger, I guess, concern. 
Concerns angry, right? You're angrily concerned. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but as soon as you rationalise it, it becomes uh, rational. Mm. And anger's not necessarily... It dissipates. Rational. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's like fear. You mm. only fear something that you don't understand. Yeah. And while you may understand snakes, you may not understand your fear of snakes. Mm. And as soon as you understand your fear of snakes and snakes, you may find yourself not to be afraid of snakes anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, you only fear the unknown. Mm. The only thing to fear is marmites and something. I like quite that. like marmite. Do you? Yeah. Udon. Ooh. Ooh. What was the ooh thing? Are you missing the word? Yeah. I, bu- I, I bought you some. Umami. For, bought you some for a present. Yeah. Umami. Umami. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the savoury taste, whatever that is. It's marmite, isn't it? I think. Was it something to do with marmite? I can't remember. Yeah. It's quite beefy. Like it's 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 savoury. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a meaty flavour. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess like. I can understand how most people ate herbs like sage and rosemary, but it must have been weird to start eating just dust you find on the floor. What? You know, like salt and, you know, different minerals. Yeah. You start putting it in things and just eating it. Yeah. But I guess that was a normal thing of like witch doctoriness, just like take what's in the earth and put it in things and drink it. Yeah. I always, yeah. I always wonder about like, how do you... So, like, people, we've been making bread for thousands of years, but, like, it's quite an evolved process. Mm. How how did that happen? It's like... You, it's lack of food, seeing trees grow. Like, well, what if I put that in that? Why? I, I don't know. Yeah, just purely just, experimenting. Because <laughs> it will grow in the wild, like wheat will grow in the wild. Yeah. So then but you just go... Not loaves of bread, just whacking <laughs> it in the grease. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would eat grain... Yeah, as porridge or oats. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, you'd eat that, and then one day it would heat up it, and ferment. Oh, test experiment like, with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I get, I get alcohol. I think alcohol is quite easy. You make you 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 make a, a drink or you make anything, and you leave it for too long and it ferments. And then when you go to drink it, it tastes weird and you get drunk. Like, oh, okay, I guess that was caused by time. Yeah. I still haven't found the the benefit. Like the I don't, I've never had like a chase of drunkenness. I think I've had it like sporadically once or twice, but there's never been like oh I really look I could really do with getting drunk right now. I've never seen it as a positive. It's only been a negative for me. Uh, I've had it a few times, maybe during like pretty like negative times in my in my life. But like yeah. um, I've had it I've had it to memory twice where I've been like I actually want to go out and have a drink. Like yeah, buzzed, I've I've really I definitely get the um the I I could really do with a beer like a cold mm. beer like that would be amazing but um I think maybe it's just because you associate it with a time of like release and relaxation maybe um and if you don't then you won't get that feeling that association yeah and I <laughs> I guess. Neither of us have had enough friends to like go out regularly on a weekend with like ten people and all have a good drink and a good time. Yeah, We've like, just been was... like you go ahead, we'll stay here. Yeah, and talk into well, these microphones. Well, so the, well, the thing is, like, we used to, we went out all the time and we didn't we didn't yeah. drink. Well, I get it with smoking. Still, if I go out um, uh, socializing, mm. I'd be more inclined to smoke. Yeah, not at all inclined to drink, but more inclined to smoke. So I guess it's just a different chemical. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's different something. thing. Mm. It's more exclusionary. 
drinking's more inclusionary. Yeah, if those are it's words. acceptable. Well, as in, like, if you drink, you're more bonding with a whole group of people. Yeah. If you're smoking, you're, you're socialising with people who don't want to do that. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go over here. Yeah. I'm leaving for a bit. Oh. Just to get away from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's us this week. I 176. Think. Everything. 176. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, I did have a, look, a little bit more into... Have you watched any Facebook video? I'm trying to pick a social media to give a shit about. Oh. Have you seen Facebook video? Do you use it at all? I... Like if you see a video on your Facebook feed mm. and you click on it, it takes you to like other things you might like. I don't use, use it at all. I looked no. into it. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrific. It was like, well, it's, it's designed for the stupidest people in the world. Yeah. Just like the videos it's recommending was like, try not to laugh. And it was like a dog walking and falling over. You're like, why would you ever think I wanted to see this? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's people who find this funny, but they're empty inside. <laughs> and there's your, your, your child. This is like very childish. Yeah. So that was tempting me to go away from Facebook. I think I think IGTV is the way forward. I don't know. You see, that that really pisses me off, the whole minute video thing. The whole, when it gets to a minute, you have to stop what you're doing and <laughs> click on something. Well, if you click into it first. Well, then you have to double click on things. <laughs> it's just like, ugh, just seems a pain. Yeah. And it, it really does. There's it, more chance of people finding you, though, as long as you, like, tag it and everything. Don't want to be found. <laughs> don't want to grow. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's I want to be on social media. Step. I just don't want it to be useful to me. No, it's just, uh, why do you have to then transition it to a phone? It's just like, I do every, I do Twitter on a desktop PC. Yeah. You know, it's where I, because Ben, I think that's because I do a lot of different things at once. Whereas most people go, I use Twitter. Mm. I use Facebook. But yeah, Facebook video was just like, I couldn't get into this. Yeah. There's some Facebook videos I like, but this, the, inter the, uh, yeah, the idea it was trying to show me these things was like, this The is thing is though, with, the weird thing about Facebook is that we've gotten used to the facts and somehow accepting that, it all just looks like shit. Like, it's so jumbled around and confused and there's just bits everywhere. Like, here's some text and here's some pictures and, like, it's just... There's shit all over the place. But we've all been using it for so long that we're just, like, we're familiar with it. Even mm. though, like, as a UI, it's fucking awful. To do what? Out of curiosity. For... To, for, like for to make a video, to edit a video, to for, for, read uh, a video? No, for anything. To, to, to just, to, just to use as, like, as, as a social, social media platform. Like, I think your profile kind of just about makes sense. But then, but, but the homepage is just bits and pieces just fucking everywhere. Like, I, I don't think there's any cohesion to it. The fact that you can't order the timeline in, in any, in any, like, respective manner is fucking <laughs> stupid still. Like... I, I, the only thing I want the timeline to do permanently is show me things in the order that they were posted and show me everything in the order that it was posted, not just the bits that you think are like, like everything. Mm. Like, and, and like, it, there's just, there's no option for something like that because it, it's, it just, it's just manipulative. Like, oh, I think you'll yeah. want to see this. And if you see this, you're more likely to, to stay around to, to like see more things you might have missed while you were gone kind of thing. I miss my friends posting things all the time because it just doesn't come up because it's like, ah, well, you like arguing with people so you'll like this combative thing that this guy's posted. Well, I did notice that people who tag us in posts, the Pulling Teeth podcast page in posts, mm. we get zero notification for it. Yeah, I've just come across it on friends' pages. Oh, They're really? like listening to Pulling Teeth podcast and loving it. It's like, that's nice. I would have liked to have been notified about that. Yeah. I no. checked the thing, it's like, 
Nope, never absolutely see a no notification. Thing. No. So, but I, but Facebook is really good for finding these news articles. That I, that's yeah. all I use for it. I just scroll through. I'm subscribed to. I just news I, it sites. just annoys you because like anytime you're making a website, you are upheld to a very strict kind of set of rules as to as to what the aesthetic should be, what mm. is acceptable and what is not. And it seems like with some, with stuff like Facebook, mm. we've been using it for so long that we're willing to accept something that looks like shit just because well, we all use it. I, I'm biased because I think a lot of my web development stuff has been inspired by Facebook. Yeah. As in a lot of the things, systems that Facebook uses, I think I've used in some way. Yeah. So like it makes sense to me, but I think I a different perspective, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the Facebook, the video stuff doesn't feel very good. Twitter feels like it's not enough and feels like it's meant to engage with people. And then Instagram is just too difficult as, as it, it's being emotionally it's because difficult it's, because it's a, a mobile platform yeah they're like do yeah. it on your phone it's like but i don't I use don't want my to. phone yeah and then it's like well it has to be like this it has to be like this it's just like i just want something simple yeah so yeah i'm gonna try and get into i think twitter's looking to be the more easy like everything runs on it kind of thing yeah and just everything else to be a side effect of it i mean like our promo thing this this week was uh i haven't put it on Instagram yet because I was just like it's just another fucking thing yeah so it's just uh, just I like the idea of it but not the way it works yeah so I'm at Nick Snip I'm at Sing It Steve <laughs> we're at Pulling Teeth Pod on Twitter and Instagram yeah uh, uh, wisdom at Pulling Teeth Podcast dot com yeah uh, Facebook dot com slash Pulling Teeth Podcasts yeah, um, the website's uh, pullingteethpodcast dot com yeah which I looked for I tried to Google it yeah and our episodes are more search engine optimized. Than well, the, the actual website. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, need to try and. And Pod, Podbean and stuff like that. What's the other one? I can't remember. Uh, Stitcher. Yeah. Tune in. It was like popping up. I was like, oh, okay. So it's yeah. got more of. It's been around for longer, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, that's. A lot of SEO comes down to that. Yeah. How long have you been around? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is us. Decent. Sweet. They just start fading out into the background there. Yeah. For another week. <laughs> Goodbye.